Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, Team Wealth World, welcome back. I hope you are having a fabulous 2020 to start. Uh, I'm excited today because I have an old friend on the show. He's young, but he's an old friend. Uh, His name is Clay Krellen, and he's from HD Training. He's an athlete, an entrepreneur, has traveled all over the world, and has gone through some life stories that will maybe help you, but we'll also talk a little bit about the path he's on. So welcome to the show, Clay. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, love. Um, so tell everyone just a little bit about uh, who you are as a human being. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone knows my name is Clay Crawlin. Uh, I'm from a really small, middle of nowhere kind of town. It's called uh, Brackendale. I actually grew up on a street called No Name Road. So uh, they were super innovated over there, very uh, up to date. And uh, there was little to, do, little to nothing to do over there. And uh, so... I pretty much just was a, a lost boy in the woods, like doing random things for fun and stuff like that until I was eventually able to move to the city of Vancouver and got to meet, you know, actually got to see how the world works and how people interact with each other normally in society. And I met some lovely people like yourself and, uh, and it's been booming ever since. I, I can't, I don't think I can go back to the small town anymore. Yeah. That's amazing. Where, where, where was Breckendale? Is that up on the coast? Yeah, it's up the coast, uh, just south of Squam, or just south of Whistler, just north of Squamish, just kind of like in the middle. Honestly, like since uh, since I left there, uh, I've been back a few times. It's like literally morphed into like the side of Squamish now. So I don't even know if they're separated anymore. And what was it like growing up in such a small community when you were younger? Um, it definitely had some unique challenges, like being uh, being at like uh, like visibly. Uh, an African-American or or Jamaican uh, boy in a small community like that, it was just like I was one on my own always. It wasn't like if there was a couple of black kids, it was like, ah, you're not really black enough to to hang with us. Go go away. And if I was with the white kids, it wasn't really cool enough to hang out with them because like I I wasn't, I I always felt like I was just like really displaced, kind of like, so it had like challenges like that, but like, Man, like the peacefulness, the fun, the, the the outdoors, like I found like that was like my refuge. Like going for hikes was like everyday kind of thing. I would do that. I'd go I'd, right after school, I'd go for a hike or something like that or go walk down the river. And like I just kind of had my fun fun with my imagination and lost in the woods. It was I, I was I'm super thankful for it. Like I thought just thought it was amazing. Nice. Um, I'm sure that part of that's inspired you for traveling and your entrepreneurship and all that as well, because you had to always come up with things to do and entertain yourself, right? Well, oh, definitely. Like, uh, I feel like imagination is, is everything. If you can't, if you can't imagine a better life, you can't create a better life. If you can't imagine having a good time, then you're not going to be having a good time. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So growing up there, what were you like as a, like a little kid and as a teenager? Man, as a little kid, I was uh, young, aggressive, and uh, 
I was angry all the time. I was definitely an angry kid. <laughs> I was like always getting into trouble. And like, I remember we had this uh, abandoned apartment building and like me and like these three other kids, we found like, I don't recommend doing this, but we found these mattresses everywhere and we all put them all in this one room and we just went WWF style, like off the walls and just throwing each other through things. And like, we did dumb stuff like that for fun. Like we had this uh, huge, we had this trail called the dark trail. It's like super cliche, but whatever. <laughs> and, and there was like this huge like rope swing, like hanging out of the side of this cliff. And we'd always climb up it and pull the rope down and go swing off it. And it would swing over like all the trees and this river. And it was amazing. But if you slipped off or landed wrong on the way back, like you would break something. And we all broke something eventually. <laughs> but I was just like, that's what it was growing up. Like that, that kind of stuff was normal, like getting stitches or broken limbs or something like that. That stuff was normal to us. So like being aggressive or, you know, slash angry was kind of a useful thing for us back then. It helped you get through a lot of uh, physical pain and, and moments like that. <laughs> and, uh, oh geez. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so like, but growing up in my teens, like I, man, like trouble was just catching up to me, you know, I couldn't get away with the things I was getting away with as like an eight or nine year old. Now when I'm, I'm, you know, hitting 11, 12, uh, I'm starting to get into some serious trouble. I'm, I'm sorry. I, uh, I actually had to like serve a little bit of time as a, as a youth in, uh, in some juvie. And it, it was just like, it was a big wake up call, but like, I really believe it was to the benefit because, you know, I was hanging around the wrong circles and I was just kind of doing what people were doing around me because I didn't mm -hmm. know any better. And, uh, yeah, just like right out, straight out of juvie. I remember just like my hands found a basketball and I just like I never looked back. So I have a question because a lot of our listeners are between the ages of 11 and 16. Um, if you looking back now, because how old are you now? I'm 30. Wow. <laughs> Make me feel older. Um, <laughs> so looking back now, what would you say to an angry kid that's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16? Like what kind of advice might you give them in order to, to deal with that or harness it like you did? Uh, I would definitely I would tell anyone at any age the same same advice, I think, uh, is finding your passion. Find what you love. Because uh, within that passion, there's like a calmness. And if you can get that calmness to grow through all aspects of your life. Oh man, it's, it's a game changer. Like being able to just kind of like, as things are moving so fast to calmly know what you want to do and know, know who you are and what you believe in and just keep working on that. It's just, it's so important, but it doesn't start without, without love. Like you got to love what you're doing mm -hmm. to, to be able to do it day in and day out. And when, so who, sorry, <laughs> who, who's, who for first put a basketball in your hand then? If I like, like, I'm sure you didn't know that that was your love until you, like you said, you held on to it and you're like, okay, this is something I enjoy. Did, was there one person in particular or a group of people or did you just stumble into it? Honestly, uh, when I came out to the city of Vancouver, basketball was like the biggest thing. Everyone played basketball. Everyone, no matter where you went, no matter what kind of gym you went. And like, I didn't actually play basketball. I played every other sport growing up, like, including hockey, soccer, baseball. I just was anything that was competitive in a mm -hmm. small town. Like I, I did it. I was doing it. And I was like, it was always me and these other kids that were battling each other for being like the best athlete in town. But being from a small town, we didn't actually have basketball hoops. So I never saw basketball. 
until mm-hmm. I moved to the city. And when I moved mm-hmm. to the city, I was going to, uh, I was in different circles at this time when I moved to the city. So I was going to, di- I was going to these youth groups, but they, they would have a gym connected to it or, or some kind of gym facility or sport access to it. And it would always be basketball. So like now and then I would kick around a basketball and then uh, I got, and then when I was in, uh, in juvie, they had this thing, this program called night hoops. Uh, I didn't actually get to play when I was in there. Never worked out for me to uh, to to enjoy that time. But as soon as I got out, I went to uh, the YMCA, and I just like I remember a gentleman named uh, Yash. He was probably he was probably like my first coach, and he just <laughs> well to tell you to tell you how it, how it started, it's just ridiculous because honestly, he just like. He told me I sucked. Like he just said I was the worst thing I ever saw. Like he was like I should just don't even try and play basketball anymore. I was like 13, I think, or 14 at the time, somewhere around there. And like I, I just couldn't run and catch, dribble. I couldn't do anything a basketball player is supposed to do, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I would have to beg him to let me practice on the pr- practice just for the night hoops team, like a community center team. Yeah. Like, was, looking back, it was like embarrassing, but at the time, it was like that was like. That was, that was the biggest leap for me. So I just, like, I envied it. So if I didn't get to practice with them, I was just dribbling, doing drills on the side, or I was watching certain players, and then I was trying to copy a move they just did or something like that. And then, man, when he called my name and I stepped into practice, boom, that ball went off my face or off my shoe, and I ran out of bounds. But I just kept getting back or, you know, kept dusting it off, and uh, people laughed or whatever, but, like, and I just, I, I wanted to be good at this because everyone else was good at it. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like a competitive thing at first. And then like, once I started to see progress on myself, started to believe in myself, I fell in love with it. And it was just, it was over. So I have a question. You said when you moved to the different city, you kind of had a different circle of friends. You were in different groups. What, when you were back home in the small town and you were kind of struggling and angry and then you moved to a different group. Can you explain the two different group dynamics and how that changed you when you were younger as well? Yeah. So when I was in a small town, like uh, the group, the group that I eventually ended up hanging out with, um, we, we were all kind of like, we were all kind of different. Like we're, we all had like the same kind of issues. We were like outcast almost. And we just kind of found each other. And uh, when I moved to the city, um it was like I had to start that process of like you know learning how to meet people again and I didn't connect with the athletes right away because I I never really vibed with the athletes anyways I was always kind of like that like you know unpopular kid or whatever at at growing up and so like I I, you know I connected with uh with honestly I connected with the nerds the the quickest uh computer games flash two games they were all over that I was into it uh, magic cards. I was like, yeah, I'm down with this. Pokemon battles, Yo- Yu-Gi-Oh, you name it. I was, I was doing it. Pogs, all that. And, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> oh, <watch> back. <laughs> oh, Google back. Pogs, guys. <laughs> if you don't know what they are, Google them. They're fantastic. <laughs> Man, I, I still remember some of my slammers. It was good days. But, uh, yeah, so, like, but then the the nerdy group, I couldn't really hang out with them outside of school. So, like, I kind of got lost again and fell back into my a same kind of pattern that I was sort of into in my small town, just getting into trouble, doing dumb stuff. But, like, the trouble, like, the kids were doing in the city were, like, they would just, like, they would steal a car just to get to the other side of town. They, 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 a B&E was, like, was a no-brainer to them, like, stealing stuff, like, 
like theft and stuff like that. That that from my small town, that wasn't the kind of trouble we did. Like, yeah, yeah. we maybe we broke something or set something on fire. That'd probably <laughs> be the worst. And we used to put spoons when I was a teenager on fences, so I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, we're just going to go to a commercial break, uh, and we'll be back shortly with Clay Krellin, everyone. Thank you for joining us, and see you in a few minutes. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you! Yeah you! Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help! What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're talking to Clay, and he is here from HD Training, and he's going to be talking about, well, his life, basically, and talking a little bit about entrepreneurship, basketball, overcoming some crazy things. If you missed the first 15 minutes, go back and listen to it if you can. Um, But, yeah, Clay's just talking to us a little bit about his life growing up when he was younger. Um, So, Clay, what were your big dreams when you were a teenager? Did you have any, like, visions or passions for your life outside of basketball, like, for the future? Were you kind of just where you were at that time? Um, no, I feel like I've always been like a, a forward thinking kind of person. Like, I don't know when, uh, like, even from when I was like growing up in a small town, like I didn't have like the greatest like family situation growing up. 
And so, like, I was always, like, you know, trying to picture myself, like, somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be doing this. I'll be doing that. But, like, growing up from a small small town, you have a lot of small minds. And so, like, I didn't really have huge dreams. So when I moved to the city and I kind of learned, like, you know, my way around just a little bit, like, my, like, I still, like, my feet were still wet for sure, but I thought I knew some things. <laughs> And uh, my dream was like, yeah, I'm going to work at like this grocery store, but I'm going to work in the warehouse because I know warehouse people get paid more and I'm going to get a forklift license because I don't need to have a real driver's license to get a forklift license. And I could just, you know, that's like 18 an hour and I could do that the rest of my life. And like really like that dream, like I literally saw myself going to like 35, I think with that dream. And I had that like that, that envision when I was like, you know, 14, 15. And like, that was kind of like where I set the ceiling. And so like, you know, I felt like in my day-to-day life, that's kind of how I operated because, you know, that was my goal. So like I was operating to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And then it was, once I got around, like once basketball started really picking up, it's, it, it brought me to a different kind of table. It brought me to people where like, they have like insane dreams, like insane dreams. Like these guys were saying, I'm going to the NBA. I'm going to be mm-hmm. like the best in the world. And I'm like, yo, bro. <laughs> no, you're not. Not 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 with that jumper. <laughs> but it, it but it would be crazy because these people would really like like I would talk to them and they they would talk to me like they believed it, like it was gonna happen. And I was like, I'm I'm thinking to myself like, yo, I superstar, I gotta be doing something else. Like, if if he's going to the NBA, I can't be a superstar. That's embarrassing. So I started printing. I started like kind of figure out what I like to do and what the, what I could do, what was capable for me. But, uh, growing up like a small town, you get like, you get, you get a couple labels and they could follow you the rest of your life. And when I was young, like they literally told, told my family, like, you know, this kid's retarded. Like he's never going to live on his own. He's going to, he's going to be on, you know, income assistance his whole life. He's going to, he, he's going to need help at the house, at school and all, all that jazz. So like, growing up from like you know grade three all the way through high school like I had like special needs written all over me it was like it was a problem like and it probably ate away at me in some in some factors but like once I got around people that just thought differently I was like man if they can do it I could do that there's nothing different from them they're made up of the same stuff I'm made up of so I was like I was just like there's no way that person's gonna do that and I'm not gonna do it so I started, I started taking basketball way serious. I started putting in time. Like, I mean, like I was putting in 10 hours a day, eight to 10 hours a day for four years straight. I didn't miss a beat. Like I was up at 4.30 every single day. I was in the gym by 5.15 and class was at 8.30. I'd be at class uh, at like 9.50. We had a 15 minute break. I'd be in the gym again. Lunchtime, I'd be in the gym again. I'd be going to class like soaking sweat. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't care. I didn't, I stopped caring about how I looked, how, what people thought. I just be like, and a bit of it was angry. Like, I'm not going to lie. Looking back at it, it was resentment. It was, it was hate. It was anger. But like, I used all those negative emotions and turned it into, into fuel to a positive goal. And, and it wasn't the greatest thing to deal with it, but it's how I dealt with it in the time. That's just my truth. And once my, once my brain started expanding on what was possible for me, 
once once I started training like this for so long, I had more doors and more people and bigger bigger ideas came to my mind. And it just like it, it was just like my life kept evolving and I was like, whoa, like okay, I was just thinking about this, but like why don't why don't I do this now? And now I and it became more of like, okay, what what's true to me? What's what's what do I really love to do? What's what are things that that I want to be remembered for? And the only thing I really had back then was like I remember when I was like 15 or 16, I, I like really made uh, made it uh, clear that I wanted to be like, uh, I wanted to be a father at that time just because like I grew up and didn't have that, that, that family. I knew growing up and becoming like a father, I wanted to have like, a lot of kids. I want to want to have that big, like, just like you see those parents walk by and they have like, just like a whole roster of kids. And I just want to be that, I want to be that parent. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Awesome that you knew that. Um, yeah, what looking now that you're talking about being a parent, are you a parent now? I am. I have a two year old manfint. He's huge. Uh, <laughs> he was born. He, and he was born in the Philippines while while I was playing uh, playing overseas, and uh, it was just the way things lined up for that to happen was honestly uh, was incredible. I'll tell you. Uh, so I'll skip. I'll fast forward and tell you a little story about that actually, because I, I just love to share it. Just it means the world to me. And uh, so, like, so I've created this uh, little training entity called HD Training, and I'm I'm training these guys for some time, and uh, and I, and I'm I'm volunteering at a community center down the way, uh, just with some kids and stuff like that. And um, as the kids are clearing out, uh, adult adult rec basketball is like getting ready to start up. And I'm just like helping, uh, helping the other guy uh, set set it up. And then all of a sudden, I see this guy just kind of like clench his chest, and he goes rock stone stiff, tips over, hits the floor. I literally slide in and catch him as he bounces off the floor. Like he hit the floor so hard, he must have bounced like three feet off the floor, straight off his face. It was like I couldn't believe it. I've never seen something like that in my life. Like uh, I flip over his body, his body's like as hard as rock, like hard as the table that I, that I'm at right now. It was insane. Um, I I go, I ask uh, my coworker, I'm like, hey, yo, like, can you go grab that uh, that that box? We have this like this crazy kit. Uh, it has like defibrillator paddles and everything. I can't remember the name of it. Save save me right now. But uh, my coworker goes grabs it. We we ply the paddles or we ply the straps on, on onto him and uh, we just we, we start to resuscitate him. All of a sudden he goes. Uh, I guess things get a little bit worse and the, the this little box it tells us to charge the paddles and and zap him. And I'm like, yo, this is like I can't. It's going so fast that like I don't even realize how crazy it is in the moment until like it until I just finish the first zap. And I'm like, and the shock was so intense. And I'm like, holy. It says one more time, clear, one more, boom. The guy comes back to life like like he was taking a nap. Like he didn't even know what happened. He was all calm and cool, and I'm like freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, hey, what's, what's going on? And I'm, Oh, man, it was, it was embarrassing. But the ambulance came, took him out. He had a triple, high, uh, triple bypass surgery the, that night. Uh, he reaches out to me, I think, by Facebook or something like that. He invites me over to his place. He tells me what happened. He tells me this crazy story. And he's just like this, uh, I think he was like, I think he's like late thirties, mid thirties. 
Filipino gentleman and just the nicest, most thankful guy I've ever met. He gave me a, he ends up giving me this bottle of wine and, uh, and this rosary. And, uh, I take, I take this with me to the Philippines to start my, uh, my professional career in my first year. And, uh, I'm playing ball. Things are going well. I bring, I fly my girl out, girl out to the Philippines. Like, you know, we're like, we're, we're believing life is taken off. This is like, this is the moment. And, um, and she gets pregnant and I, I couldn't be more happy. I think we, I think we found out on like Christmas or Christmas Eve or something like that, that we we're going to have a baby. And I'm just like, I'm jumping off the walls, but like at the same time, it's like, it was a lot of pressure. Um, but the first couple of weeks, man, they, they were tough. Like, uh, like the Gina was, she was really sick. Her, uh, my wife, her name's Virginia, by the way, just so everyone knows I'm going to call her Gina a lot. So if I refer to her, that's what I'm talking about. And then, uh, so Gina gets sick and, uh, she gets really sick. At first it's just like, oh, it's morning sickness. You know what I mean? Like this is normal, right? Like I've never really been around this kind of stuff. And, uh, and, uh, we're, we're in a third world country all by ourselves. So we don't really have a lot of like, you know, like that local support or family support. We can't just ask them at any moment. And, um, things get, things kind of take a, a, a real bad turn. Next thing you know, they're like, there's no more heartbeat. Uh, we can't find a heartbeat for like two weeks and I'm holding this rosary that this guy gave me and I'm just clutching it with me everywhere I go. And I just like, it's just like, I'm not a crazy religious person or a very religious person at all. Like I, I would take myself as more of a spiritual kind of person. I, I I take in information and I, I go from there and I analyze it. But, um, but this, this was my connection to, to my son, to, to the higher power, to, to God. And I just like held that thing until I heard the news. We hear a heartbeat and I'm just like jumping off the walls again. I'm pumped. I still like hang on to the rosary. I put, put, hang the rosary over, uh, over my son's uh, bed. And, uh, it's still, it's still there today. And, um, Fast forward, we uh, my baby boy comes out. He's healthy. He's the biggest baby born in the hospital. Like everything's blessed. Fast forward a little bit back, I'm training some guys back in Vancouver. This kid, this kid, I've been training for like maybe a few days, uh, maybe a week. He's like, hey, like uh, you know, you saved my uncle like a few years ago, and I'm like, what? Like what are you talking about? He's and I'm like, wait a minute, Santos, Santos is your uncle. He's like, yeah, man. He's like. And I was like, what? Like, this is crazy. Now we're training the nephew and uh, not to get uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but uh, nephew, his nephew is named Aldridge. He's uh, he's actually overseas right now in the Philippines playing pro. So we're like super happy about that. He's a big part of HD training right now. And uh, I mean, I'm so happy for that kid. And uh, I ended up going back with him uh, when he uh, just went over to get his first contract. And I got the, the rosary that his uncle gave me. He got it tattooed on my uh on my uh on my left wrist here and i got the sun tattooed just above it representing uh my baby boy born in the philippines so i got the filipino sun and the rosary all connected and uh and i'm still really close with santos today like uh, i'm actually going to see him this thursday and it's just like i it's unbelievable how crazy the the world is just connected like unbelievable you just never know who is going to be somebody later on or or from your past yeah, life is uh, pretty hectic. And that's what I want all our listeners to know is just because 
today is tough and you're not sure, things change so quickly. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but they always change. So we're just going to go to our next commercial break and we'll be back in a couple of minutes with everyone and we'll be back with Clay. Thanks everyone. See you in a moment. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. A variety channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, you missed a great first half hour with Clay, but I bet you've already gone back and listened to it, so I'll just keep rambling on. Clay, before we get to the rest of your story, um, do you want to tell everyone your social media handles so they can follow you if they'd like? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Instagram is just underscore HD training. Um, on Twitter, I believe it's just Clay, C-L-A-Y, and then Krellin, C-R-E-L-L-I-N. And um, Facebook is just Clay Krellin. And I got an HD Facebook page. Uh, it's just HD training at Clay Krellin. And that's pretty much it. I'm not crazy on social media. I do. I am on Instagram. Oh, and Snapchat, by the way, just HD training, uh, HD hash training on Snapchat. I'm the, probably the most active on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook is just, there's too much going on on there for me. Yeah. <laughs> too many opinions of people. <laughs> oh goodness. So 
Awesome. I'll put that all in the bio too. So if you can't find any of those links, it'll all be in the bio down below. So you can uh, follow them that way as well, guys. Um, just before we went to the break, you talked a little bit about people in your life that have, <clears throat> that you've met and you've changed their lives and they've ch changed yours like Aldridge. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about HD training and how you've incorporated important people in your life into HD training and what it really is? Yeah. So uh, HD training is, uh, is, is a uh, high def training that uh, we focus on the details. We really just focus on, on uh, helping an individual achieve their goals on and off the court. We think, uh, especially the guys that want to play professional basketball, what you, who you are and what you do off the court has a huge role on that. You can train and be the best athlete. You could be the best shooter, but if you can't get by and handle the lifestyle and handle the kind of, expectations that it comes with outside of the, of the of the game like off the court then you're not going to have a very successful or, or just a really good experience overseas i've seen a lot of guys uh you know really good players good talents just kind of like make a few wrong choices and they don't get another offer and it's just it's unfortunate and uh, what we do at HD, we really focus on having, you know, building the right mindset, building the right character. We even do like a lot of uh, charity work, uh, we do some meals on wheels kind of stuff. We uh, do a lot of soup kitchen. We do a lot of Christmas giving and stuff like that. We do a little bit of uh, we go into schools and uh, just do some talks and give back and do some Q&As and stuff like that. But uh, HD training, uh, it started probably just a little over a year ago, I guess, uh, probably a little less than a year officially. But uh, I've been like, I've been coaching, I coach at college level, I've coached a uh, high school level. Uh, I, I'm a, just a nerd when it comes to watching film and studying a player, what makes them good and stuff like that. So I just, it's really everything that we've incorporated. We have a cut, we got about three coaches right now uh, in total. And we're looking to expand like, one of, one of the things that we really do well is uh, we take players and we set them up for the best opportunity to go overseas. We have uh, Aldridge right now who's playing first-year pro into the Philippines. We have uh, Jason who's uh, getting ready to go next in April. Uh, he'll be probably going out for a couple years of, of uh, college opportunities overseas. And we have a couple other guys uh, locally like uh, Valentino. We got Kit who's also in the Philippines as well. We got a couple high school guys like Nibs and Owen. Uh, we got a couple other guys that are training to go college. So we, we have a and we have a couple younger kids too in elementary school. So we we're we're here to train anyone who wants to get better on and off the court and is really committed to their goals. We love to got we love guys that want to run, but if you're here to walk, we'll walk with you. You know, we're not trying to not trying to force someone to drink drink the water. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. So you're in the Philippines half the time and in Canada half the time, or how does your life work? Or is it just back and forth whenever you need to be? Yeah, right now it's like, it's this year will probably be a lot more half and half. Like I'll be in and out. I'll be there for a couple months, back for a couple months, there for a couple months and so on. And then as we expand, we have a couple of players that are uh, going to Vietnam, a couple of players that are, that are trying to go to London. So if all goes well, we'll expand in those areas as well. And I'll be traveling to those areas as well, too. Nice. What's it like uh, living in the Philippines after cold Canada? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 
it's a blessing, honestly. Like being in the Philippines, I think all islands just have this kind of mentality. If you're in the Caribbean, if you're in Southeast Asia, if you're in Hawaii, it's always like this really chill, inviting kind of atmosphere. And it's, 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 I don't know, it's something to envy for sure. Cause it's just, it's such an experience when like people honk their horn here and it's just like, F you, or like, you know, you want to fight? And it's just like, bro, like, just trying to take a left. <laughs> you know, so, you, go, you go overseas and like people are like, BB, oh, just on your left, just going to pass by. BB, okay, I'm just going over here. Like, it's just like, that's how they communicate. And it's just like, here, our communication is just like so vulgar sometimes. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it's interesting. Sometimes when I'm in in places like the Caribbean, because I've spent a lot of time traveling as well, I get frustrated because I'm always, I'm used to the be punctual, be on time, get there, doing things exactly how I've been taught to do them. And then I travel and I go, oh, this is so much more relaxing. Like I get yeah. <laughs> stressed about it at the beginning, but then I go, hold up. This is a way better way to live. And it's very interesting. Are you able to balance like... The, the calmness of the Philippines with the rush of North America and vice versa. And does that teach you more as a person or? <clears throat> it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely go, go, go. When I get, when I'm here, like I got the family, especially when I have the family here too. Like, uh, it's just like, you know, like, okay, I'm dad mode. Okay. Husband mode. Okay. Now train, train, train. And then like, say, you know, one of my, one of my people are, are going through some emotional time. Okay. Now I got to do some like, you know, one-on-one counseling or, and it's just like one thing after another. And there is definitely like, I do appreciate that at times because I do like to like be working all the time. I, I do like that. But uh, I just don't like dealing with all everyone else's um, like up and down emotions all the time where it's just, it's so inconsistent where like, you know, it's hard to do the go, go, go in the Philippines. But like, if you can kind of get it, get it going it's still such a more, such a much more genuine chill and natural vibe. Like, you know, okay, you're, you're not ready to do this camp. Well, I'm just going to go work on this and stuff like that. And you just, you kind of let things flow and it, it all gets done, mm-hmm. but it's just, you know, you have to be a lot more patient over there. Absolutely. And when you were a kid or a teenager, did you ever think that your life would be the way it is now? Oh no. My, like I said before, my biggest dream when I was 14 was to be a superstore and a forklift driver. And mm-hmm. now, now my biggest dreams are, I, I probably can't even tell you my biggest dreams because in, in five years from now, I'll have bigger dreams. And five years after that, I'll have even bigger dreams. And I just, I don't think it's going to stop anymore. That's awesome. What, is there anything that you do definitely know that you want in the next 10 to 15 years of your life career wise? Oh, most definitely. Um, so we have like, I want to keep expanding HD in the Southeast Asia area. Uh, I want to go into more countries. I want to keep expanding it out here. Uh, I, I want to give back to like where I'm from. I want to go to all like, you know, this, all the uh, post-secondary schools that are, that are for the challenged or, or the, you know, unsuccessful or however they want to deem it, the alternate schools. I want, I want to go in there and, and breathe life into those kids. I want to go in there and offer them, you know, free advice or free, free workshops or, or whatever I can provide. I want, I want to do that. I want to go into the smaller communities, go to the reses and, and offer them and offer the training there that, that, you know, they would have to travel miles and miles and miles to go to. And I'll, I want to go to them. You know, I want mm-hmm. to do, the, the offbeat sort of thing and, and work mm-hmm. with the people on their level. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> um, yeah, I think speaking at schools will be great too because you're you you also are a big, tall, strong dude, so you can really inspire the young kids. I find um, like I don't know, people always look up to people that are like tall and big and have great outgoing personalities and things like that. And, and it really helps inspire the young guys. Do you, were you always outgoing or was that something that grew as you grew up? Oh, I was a huge introvert growing up. Like I, you know, if I didn't have to talk to people, I'm still pretty introverted, but like, you know, if you catch me on the right vibe, then you know I, I can talk to you. If I know you, I'll talk to you. If I, if I like, if we've shared moments, then we'll talk. But what every time I'm, I go somewhere new or I'm in a new place, I'm usually pretty quiet and I observe. And then uh, once I kind of get a beat and catch a vibe from everyone, I, I I choose to talk or I choose to you know disengage. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like if you see me on the street, like I, you know, I got my hat low, my headphones on, and I'm just tunnel vision every single time. So I'm I'm still very introverted, but. I got no no problem answering anyone's questions. No problem talking to anyone if asked. Cool. So going back to you being a father and the stuff that teachers told you when you were younger, how you were special needs or had a disability for learning or whatever, and you clearly don't. <laughs> um, when you raise your child and they come home and if someone tells them that they are slow or not doing well or a kid is picking on them, what are you going to tell your kid now that you've kind of been through some of that stuff yourself? As a great teacher, uh, not directly of mine, but, uh, you know, Internet's amazing. <laughs> but uh, as Les Brown said in, in many of his uh, lectures, uh, I would never let someone else's opinion become my reality. And I would not let that happen to any of my friends, my family, especially my, my kin. So uh, I, I just don't believe in I don't believe that someone else can define your reality just because this is what they're thinking or this is what they see in you right now. Why, why wouldn't you be able to change and develop that? So you're not good at math. Let, well, let, let them get to study, let them study it from a different way. Let them get someone, some good, some, some like four or five other good students to study with. You know what I mean? Like I just, there is nothing in this world that you can't do if you just set your mind to it. But and you and you, I love what you said earlier about how you would wake up at like four thirty and be in the gym by five fifteen and play basketball eight to ten hours and not care because I think so many of us don't realize that that's what it really does take and that doesn't matter what you are if you want to be the best forklift driver at Superstore, you it takes a lot of hours to do that and be the best you know and and I think that goes for anything in life so I love that you said that and I also think my favorite quote from this this last 45 minutes was we're all made up of the same stuff that I'm made up of. And I just, I love that because so many people think, Oh, just because I'm not this, or I don't have this, I can't be as good as that person, but it's so not true. It's all just about like my mom says elbow grease. So (laughs) I like that you said that. I think that was great. Uh, Guys, we're going to go to our last commercial break. And then we got 10 minutes left with clay. When we come back, see you all in just another minute. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? 
Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Beauty is always a reflection of how we are taking care of ourselves from the inside, and our business is no different. Building your business brand is a direct reflection of you. In today's competitive landscape, personal and proven leadership skills can ensure that our brands and businesses succeed. Join host Bonnie Bonadeo and visionary guest experts to help you find success. Tune into beautiful brands inside and out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com you are tuned in to teen wealth radio to join in the conversation send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com that's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. We only have nine minutes left with the fabulous Clay Crellin. I can't, I always, it's the double C's. I always trip over my own tongue when I say that. Um, he's been talking a little bit about HD training and some of the things in his life. Um, he's traveled a lot, been an entrepreneur, been a basketball player. Is still all of those things and will continue to push. Um, for all of his big dreams. He's a dad and a husband now as well. Um, so I just want to go back to your child. Are you planning on having more? Are you going to have a whole basketball team or? Yeah, I'm, I'm battling to have like four more. <laughs> How does your wife feel about that? <laughs> She's game. She just wants to, you know, get some things done first. Like she wants to finish up some school and uh, we, we have a nonprofit uh, called hope dreams together. So uh, we want to want to get that going and, just we got a lot of a lot of kettles, I guess, on the on the on the stove right now. Yeah. So having kids is like it's the coolest thing in the world, but uh, it's it's a full it's full time work. Nice. Well, and and um, tell tell me more about your nonprofit and the goals for that. So uh, the nonprofit, I kind of came up with the idea when I was like 15 years old, and uh, I just like. Or actually, I was probably, yeah, I was about 15 years old. And I didn't know much about what or how I was going to do then. I just kind of knew that, like, hey, look, like, 
I had this one set, I had this mindset growing up and it was getting me nowhere. But once I got around people that thought differently, my mindset changed, my dreams changed, my life changed. And so I was like, okay, there's like, there's some, uh, there's like a formula to this. So I started getting into, at that time, started getting into really heavy into like uh, Les Brown, Eric Thomas, uh, Tony, uh, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Bob Proctor, and like it can go on and on and on. But uh, like, and I just started getting into like so heavy into these guys and the guys, the way they think. So like, it started affecting my habits, uh, started affecting my, my, uh, my, my outcomes, my day, my mindset. And I figured like we could kind of retool that and bring that same kind of mindset shift to other people that are kind of stuck, stuck in a rut or kind of operating below where they want to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like we can go in and kind of ignite that and teach people how, how to see and shift uh, the way they are thinking in the moment and, and get them operating on a different level so they can, you know, hit some of the goals they want to hit and not just uh, not just talk about them. Mm-hmm. I love that you said ignite that because I run a talent agency as well called Ignite Artist because that's the <laughs> way I feel about it. So I like that you use that word. <laughs> it's a good word. <laughs> Um, so I, yeah, Les Brown and Zig Ziglar, I listen to those guys like probably once a week, like Zig Ziglar's prime the pump talk is one of my favorite things. If I ever, uh, nope, put more effort in who knows. And Les Brown, I've had the opportunity to have dinner with him and listen to him speak in person so many times because board members uh, are friends with him and and they speak with him all over North America. So I've been very blessed in that. So I'll let you know next time uh, I'm going to one of his events and and maybe I'll be in town. (laughs) I know he travels all over the world. I remember the first time I saw Les, he's he's got like black hair, but he's got this one streak of white in the (laughs) hair. Have you ever seen him do the mascara trick? No. So he walks out in front of like 30,000 people or whatever, because he's one of the biggest speakers, right? And he literally goes, see this gray in the front of my head? <laughs> and he pulls mascara out, like a woman's lady's mascara, and just covers up the gray with the mascara, and then he launches a new speech. And I don't even remember the point that he was making with that, but it was just brilliant. It was one of those things that caught your attention, that you were just like, I'm going to listen to the next hour of what this guy says. So yeah. if you ever go gray, Clay, that's a trick you can use <laughs> I, you know, I actually look forward to being salt and pepper. I've, I told my girl, like, I think last year or sometime, I was like, man, I can't wait for this beer is a little salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, you can put that in now. Um, yeah, and, and I'm I'm assuming that one day you want to speak on stages. I know you talked a bit about talking to youth, but what's, what is your main message that you want to convey to people when you're a speaker? Uh, to never be a victim of your circumstances. I feel like, like, uh, large part of my life like I was dealt a crappy hand but it's not the hand that you that you're dealt is how you play your cards and I feel like you know if you play your cards like you got a royal flush then you know you can win any hand and people should like people should really like just like find what they love to do and and go after it and Mm -hmm. if you fail so what at least you at least you went for something like Mm -hmm. a lot of people just we kind of meander at this and hover around this, like, oh, this is, you know, we're, we're you know, we're getting from point A to point B, but <laughs> my, 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 my heart doesn't skip. My, my brain doesn't really click. My, my, there's no vibration in me. It's just like an empty vessel. It's kind of scary. Like you, if you like, if you live downtown, you can look down at the street or if you're just walking around, you see how many people are just kind of like checked out and they're just like, 
they're just kind of locked. Like it's almost like a hamster wheel and they're just like spinning around it and they're not going anywhere, but they're just doing the same things. And like, it's, I don't know that, that kind of scares me, man. Hmm. It's interesting that you said that kind of scares you because a lot of people think the fear is trying the unknown. But for me, I'm like you, I'm an entrepreneur completely. And and if I'm paying all my bills on time and I'm always comfy, but I'm never like having my heart skip a beat, I'm bored. And that's what's scary to me is living a life where I never get that fear. And the fear is kind of what excites and pushes. So we have two minutes left before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about how to push past that fear to help people follow their dreams and their passions, do you have any tips for young people on how to get there? Because some of them feel like their parents, their friends, or teachers are all saying no. What would you say to, to push them further? I would say you just, it's literally just as simple as, as doing it. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no secret like method. Like you can do your affirmations. You can wake up and say what you want. You can check it five times a day. But if you're not putting action behind your words, you're going nowhere. I like that. That's very good. Did you have, um, when you were younger, were parents and teachers supportive of any dreams that you had? Or did they kind of say no? Uh, my, well, my mom wasn't really in my life a whole lot. She was like, I lived with her until I was about nine or yeah, around then. And then uh, we separated. And uh, It's a story for another day, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad, I... Uh, my, my real father, I never knew. I only know like three things about him. And my stepfather was uh, a, a gang member and he wasn't the greatest uh, vice for me. So I had a lot of examples of things I didn't want to do and things I didn't want to be growing up. Hmm. And so kind of like when YouTube, I'm, I'm older now, so I can say things like, you know, when, when YouTube came out, <laughs> it, it gave me access to... Uh, a whole group of role models that uh, I fell in love with. And I was super thankful for that. That's awesome. Now, this is the question I always ask in the last 30 seconds of the show. If the entire world had to sit down, shut up and listen to you say one thing, one piece of advice from your own life, what would it be? I would fall back on don't be a victim of your circumstances. Mm-hmm. Be everything you can be. Nice. I like that. Well, Clay, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll make sure to put all the links to your social media so people can find out more about you, HD training, Hope Dreams, all of that kind of stuff in the bio. Thanks, guys, once again for tuning in. Uh, Thanks, Andrew, for uh, setting this all up for us and uh, making sure we sound decent at the end of the day. And we'll see you same time, same place, live at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern next week on Monday. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Thanks, Clay. Thank you. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.